Hello and welcome to the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ian. 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 I don't know what the hell that was. I don't. <laughs> like, I know what the hell it is. I, I don't have any control so there, over what so comes I'll, out of my I'll, mouth. So there for a while, I, don't know, I was like, I said robotic. Yeah. And now Ian's like. Yeah, like yeah, you know what? I'm just trying to. Liven it up. Liven it up. Keep it going, Trying to have a little personality is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. I need to try a lot harder (laughs) than what I'm trying because personality is not my forte. Uh, Any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeandjournalpodcast.com. What did I just do? I fucked my volume up on my headphones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Problems. Hey, you know, this is like the earliest we've ever recorded some stuff. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. uh, We're on Twitter at LIGpod. We're on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes. Well, I guess it's not really. Is it iTunes? It's it's Google. It's Apple. uh, Apple Apple Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Yeah. Cost. Cost. (laughs) (laughs) It developed a weird accent there all of a sudden. That reminds me of the Friends episode where where, uh, Ross gets a... um, a professor job yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's really nervous so he just starts with like a british, british accent. accent a really shitty british <laughs> british accent yeah. and then uh so then he's he's caught by rachel and monica yeah. so then he decides to phase out his accent <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, yeah that was that was a good episode because <laughs> then one of the students is like uh what's going on with your accent <laughs> <laughs> Well, they weren't. They, they. I don't know what kind of school he taught at because I it, it always. I know it was at the university, university, but the kids that he had in his class were like, they always, he always portrayed. They were always portrayed as like, kind of like rejects. Yeah. Like, why are they in a paleontology class exactly. in the first place? But uh, my favorite part of that episode is, uh, <laughs> so Monica and Rachel find out what's going on, and then like uh, one of. Uh, Ross's bosses come up to talk to him about something, and like, and uh, Monica busts out and looks like you really thick Irish accent, <laughs> almost pirate, like a pirate <laughs> yeah, accent. Great. <laughs> oh, I love Friends. Hey, by the way, there's uh, I guess there's talk that they might do a um, not a reunion, but like an unscripted reunion for HBO Max or whatever the new. Unscripted. I don't know how that would. Work. I don't know, but it would. It would. Involve... Unless it's just them sitting around talking about it, that's kind of re- reminiscing. That's what I'm assuming. It they, would be. they they kind of did the same thing with Mash on the 30th anniversary. They did like a. They called it the Mash reunion. That's what they yeah. did. They just kind of talked about I'm the like, show. I want them to do like a reunion, like a real show. A real. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a show. Be like a movie. A, a, movie, a yeah. reunion movie. Yeah. Like they like uh, like the Brady Bunch did. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they did like three of them. Oh, okay. But because uh, I think, and they always, from everything I've read about it, they always say that they, it's hard to get everyone's schedule together. And I'm like, well, like four of the six of them, what's their schedule like nowadays? I mean. Well, I was going, I, I got CBS All Access and I was going through all the shows and apparently Matthew Perry is in a redo of The Odd Couple. Yes. Is that new or is that something that He's, they tried and then it, it just like... It's is it new new? I don't think it's new. It's definitely not new new because okay. I remember hearing about it a couple of years ago. Oh, I okay, thought, but okay, I don't know if it's still going on. That's what I meant. Like, is it like new to the you know to us I mean, now? You, you do have this wonderful thing called the internet that you can look things up on. I'm just saying, but I don't uh, know. That sounds all science fictiony to me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I understand Jennifer Anderson's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But if they well, do no one the, else. No, I don't think anyone else really has anything going on, going on really. Well, not really. No. Um, 
But I mean, they, they they do it like a movie. You just fill in. It's not like she's doing any like long run TV shows. I mean, she's doing movies. You just fit it in. Well, you know? she she's doing that uh, TV show on Apple. TV is that a Plus. show or is that? I thought that was like a, a limited thing. The morning show or whatever. No, I mean it was a, they, that was season one. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't. I don't have Apple Apple TV, so. Well, it's Apple TV Plus. Whatever. I don't have that, and I won't because I've already got like ten other subscription sites that. I read something for. yesterday that said that Apple TV Plus has more subscribers than than uh, Disney Plus. Huh. But I'm like, yeah, that's because you kind of gave it away for free to everyone. For a while, yeah. For a year. Yeah. No, I... I I'm like, because I have it. I don't think I've watched anything on it. I was going to say, I don't... I just... I don't need another subscription. I've got... Well, that's not true. I watched the first episode of Jennifer Anderson's and Reese Witherspoon's TV Morning show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, they were sisters on Friends, but whatever. I know. You, you, I don't know what you're telling me for. I don't know. Just <laughs> fine. Fuck you, Ian. I'm just saying. It's... I know that. I have just got done watching the whole series a month ago. I'm through like uh, I'm almost to season eight because like and this is I, your like sixth run through. Yeah, I've gone through it quite a few times. Yeah. And someone at someone at work was like, "Hey, uh, you sad that uh, that Friends isn't on Netflix anymore?" And I was like, "No, you silly fool! I own all the seasons. <laughs> right? <laughs> I own them all digitally yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah, they're on. Uh, hell, you can get them at Meyer on Blu-ray the whole series for like 110 bucks or something like that. Um, yeah." Generally, you can get them off of iTunes for like a hundred bucks for the whole series. Yeah, I think it's ninety nine bucks. It's not bad. That's what I did a long time ago. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah I can't go without watching Friends. It's like the <laughs> ultimate filler. If I'm like, if if there's nothing else I've that I want to watch, I'll well, watch I've, I've been I, not as fast as I went through Friends, but I've been uh, redoing The Office. Have you? Yeah. <sighs> I guess I I need to watch it. I I I got through maybe half. Of the first season. Of the first season. Which is only three episodes, because if you see the first season, six episodes total. Well, maybe I almost got through a whole se- season then. Yeah, the first season, six episodes. And it's, at least the first several episodes, First, I'll say the first three, are pretty much the exact same script from the British show, and I don't think it translates well, to be honest no. with you. It's, you really, if you, you can almost just go into the show starting at season two. Really? Yeah, and when you do that, I mean, there's a couple details you miss, like introduction to a couple characters, but that's it. It's not, and you figure out who they are anyway. So, well, I'll wait till they, where are they moving to? They're moving to NP, NBC's. So they're a Peacock, yeah. Yeah, Peacock Network, which yeah. is going to be free to start. Well, it, they'll have a free version of it, which will have, it won't have any of the original content and it'll have a limited back, uh, back catalog. Back catalog. Mm. The thing I am excited about the Peacock Network or whatever it's called, it's called Peacock. I think it's Peacock, yeah. Is, they're actually going to have all the seasons of the original Law and Order on there. Oh, really? Yeah, which I'm kind of excited that about. That might be worth it for that. Because if you had to go buy those, that would cost you a fortune. Oh, yeah, because there's you know 75 million seasons of it. <laughs> right. Well, no, I think, I think they did 23 or 24 was, seasons. I know, I know. And it was, it was 20, 20. 20 plus episodes a season. So that's like, what, 400 plus episodes? That's a long time. I mean, it took me like two years to watch all of e- ER, and that's 15, 15 seasons. seasons. Yeah. I want to say it was probably a solid two years. It took and, that, me to watch that. and SVU's been on even longer, hasn't it? Um, I don't know because I kind of stopped. I stopped watching SVU a long time ago, but I think it's been on for, for a long time. SVU I actually thought was better, but it's been so long since I've watched any of them. 
I think once what's his name left the show, I kind of lost yeah. interest in it. Chris, uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Uh, so we got a topic today. Yeah, we we're not just s- not going to talk about Friends and NBC shows, which I could do that. I we could, could do that for. We probably will have to do a. Friend. Actually, we're we, going to have to do a friend show eventually. I know. I know. Yeah. Um. So there's. So we're going to talk about uh, student loan debt's been something that's been on the news a lot over the last couple of years mm-hmm. big but time be- but the, before uh, we get to that there's been this little thing going on in washington called an impeachment yeah well it's I mean, an it's impeachment trial an impeachment but, trial yeah i mean it's it, i mean it's low radar stuff but you know yeah i mean it's yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It, it, it almost it boggles my mind though because like it, it's it's strange how little people know about how this process works it, well including the people who are involved in it <laughs> well, with you. sadly, that's the people that vote a lot of these people in that have that have no knowledge of it. You know, I've heard people say things like, oh, well, this invalidates the 2016 election. No, it doesn't. And Donald Trump can run for two more terms if he'd like to now. Nope. And I've heard people say, oh, well, he's impeached, so now he has to leave office. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Both are false. Yes. If <laughs> You have to look at it. So I mean, he's impe- always impeached. It'll be on his permanent record. Impeachment is is like a legal process. It is a legal process. It's like being so, indicted. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the actual impeachment is like a grand jury indictment. Mm-hmm. And then the trial in the Senate is a trial. So this whole thing drives me crazy about they're like because I I keep I keep seeing the talking points about well you know if the Democrats wanted to uh, um, have new witnesses a new um, documents and testimony they should have done that in the impeachment I'm like so if you think about it like a like a normal criminal trial mm-hmm. so what you're saying is you go through the whole indictment process and you indict somebody and then in the trial you go oh no 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 we can't talk about any uh, any other possibilities here I don't care that the the neighbor saw a, a white guy do it and you got you've indicted a black guy we can't we can't bring any of that new information in right. we just have to go off of what the grand jury said right which you know, in in it's in the grand scheme, is just as unfair technically to Donald Trump as it is to the the process itself. Theoretically, could uh, be, could be. Yeah, that's a really big could be. <laughs> well, in in terms of if they're not allowing any new evidence, that means that the de- the defense can't add any evidence either, and say they come out with something, they find something that could completely exonerate him by by the standard they couldn't they couldn't bring that forward. Well, because they don't need to, because they've got. 60 well, jurors right i'm pocket. just saying and yeah all yeah, things being 50, equal 50 some all jurors. things being equal let me correct that yeah which they're not I, they're not even trying the republicans no. aren't even trying it's, they don't even care they're not they're they're basically napping while this is going on because they already oh, no. know how they're gonna vote exactly it's and which in me in my opinion i don't even care what side of the aisle you're on they are they're obviously neglecting their oath Absolutely, absolutely, yo. Know, but uh, I think the the house managers, I I feel like laid out a pretty compelling case. I agree, I agree, because I've watched a lot of it. I I saw a lot of day one. I didn't see anything from what was day one. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay, then I saw I saw day one, and I, I watched a lot Wednesday. of it last night. The the closing, well, technically the closing, the closing arg- argument, the argument, which it really wasn't, but it. it came off as one with uh, adam schiff his final spiel spiel yeah which was really good but i mean i i mean I, nothing really of note happened no a lot of it's and, stuff we've already known they've been talking about this they've been even when they were laying this this case out 
and examining it in the house, they were updating everybody. They were telling you, okay, we've got this, we've got this, we've got this. There's nothing that the the American people have heard that they haven't heard a bit of anyway. Yeah. But when it's all laid out in one, you know, in one place and what time, it is. It's all. It's very compelling. If I was on a jury, I'd be leaning towards. Yeah. It, but the unfortunate part of it, no one's fucking paying attention to. No. It. And the game. Well, it's it's party lines. It's strictly down party lines yeah. at this point. And, and the sad thing is. Prior to, I guess, during the lead up to the the beginning of the trial, Mm -hmm. several Republican senators signaled that they would be open to new testimony, witnesses. Some of them have, yeah. And then they all kind of fell in line and voted with their party. Yeah, they got phone calls when they got home or after they said that. Well, I guess, well, it came out, I was reading this morning that uh, Trump basically threatened all the Republican senators. Yeah. Said he'd have their heads on pike. Yeah. Yeah, because that's you know, that's what presidents. Say. Oh no, I mean kings. Yeah, kings say that. <laughs> Dic- uh, dictators. Dictators. Well, monarchs have done that for for centuries too. Yeah. They don't do it anymore. And then the uh, nowadays it's more likely a monarch's head would be yeah. on a pike than a than a commoner. But yeah, there uh, and and there's a compromise being floated around there short for a short period of time, which basically the idea was that they would the Republicans would allow them to call John Bolton. In exchange, the Republicans would be able to call either Joe or Hunter Biden. And I guess on face value, you're like, okay, that's not <clears throat> that's not a big issue, right? That's a but if you kind of think about it, the Bidens have no material evidence to the crimes committed. Or no, it's really just it's basically be showing up to be a smokescreen. Yeah, it's it's all political bullshit, right? And that's kind of why there the Democrats came out and said. Well, it's not. It's not something. It's we're not even, relevant. It's not relevant. So we're not even entertaining. Yeah, because <clears throat> it would be purely for political purposes. Right, and it would be. It would be a political. Um, it'd be politi- politicized on both sides, because Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, Joe Biden <clears throat> specifically, isn't going to. Uh, what I mean, he has nothing to add to the to the case. All he's going to do is come on and say, "What I've been told is yes. uh, they were going to investigate me." Why do they want to investigate me? I, I mean, there's, it doesn't make any sense. It just no, doesn't make no, sense. No, it doesn't. And the, uh, especially when you think about, I mean, if you look through the news, every major U.S. international news organization outside of Fox News has stated that the Bidens have been cleared of all. They've been cleared of everything. Yeah. There was no improper behavior from either one of them right. in Ukraine. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so why are you calling them? Just to, it's it's a, it's a smokescreen. If they call them, they can they can ask them, "Did you do this?" They can basically turn the trial around to make yes. it look like they're on trial, <clears throat> and that's what they're that's that's what they would do, right. and that's why the the Democrats said it's not it's not worth it's it. not going to happen. Well, I don't know if it's worth it or not because I don't know what Bolton has to say. Because I mean, theoretically, Bolton is still a, a Trump guy. Yeah. So and. You know, since the president's not being held to the law, why should they be held to the law either? You know, you know, perjury that doesn't mean anything. No, see, at the at the end of the day, it's almost the the Republicans are they're okaying the behavior of the president. Well, and and if you think about it, it's kind of a slow moving coup too. Overall, you think so yeah, I think it is because they're 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 in a position where we can't take him out and. Because of how polarized everything is, 
the truth doesn't come out. So he's going to maintain his power. And if you think he's he's been bad now, he gets a second term. He's completely untethered. Yeah. And he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And he will do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, he always has, but. But, yeah, but with no, I mean, it won't matter. People will say, you're breaking law. He can actually say, I don't fucking care. And, he kind of and, already has. And, but he'll be, I mean, you understand what I'm I, trying I to say. I understand what I'm trying to say. Um, and to a point, it's it's shifting the dynamics of the country from a, a republic democracy to whatever he wants to make it. Yeah, because at this point, you know, you're you're setting you're setting precedent now. Yeah. There's no for future president. Exactly. You're telling him that he can be a king. Yeah. And that's that changes the whole entire paradigm of the entire US and test, it kind of goes experiment. against everything that the country was created on. That's what I mean. The whole paradigm is cha- it shifts at that yeah. point. And that's what I mean by slow moving coup. It's, you know, it's giving power to the wrong, to a, a small group because they are they are a minority to a degree. I mean, it's a very small minority, or the they don't have the, they don't have majority of the country. Correct. So they are a minority in the, in that sense. But it's you know it's not a huge a huge difference difference. Yes. You know we're talking what four percent something like that give or take. So, but you're giving them the power over everything. So that by by nature, you know, majority rule goes out the window. Then you're giving power to people who obviously don't care about the law. Yeah. So they now and they're in charge of making the law. The, it, the it, thing is, in, you see where I'm going with oh, the, yeah, the slow moving. Yeah, yeah I, I see. It. I see where you're going. The thing yeah. is, though, it's like you would think that this would be a perfect time for the Republicans to say, "Look, you know." We've had all the fun and games, and all, we've done whatever we basically wanted to, but now it's time to return our party to what it was. What it was, right. and use it as an opportunity to kick this chucklehead out and at least have Pence in as, True. as president. The problem is, is that if they get rid of Trump, they will lose their base. Part of at least a chunk of their base. I don't think they. I don't think they would. I think they will. Now they'll keep the. <clears throat> The diehard Trumps will leave. I, I mean, they won't leave, but they, they'll they be harder to, to maintain in mm-hmm. terms of guaranteeing votes. You'll get the, I wouldn't call them fair weather Trumpers, but they're the they're the people who are like, well, yeah, I don't really like Trump, but he's, you know, he's my guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, they'll keep them. For I want sure. to say there was, God, I don't remember the exact number. I thought they said it was like 600,000 votes. There was like 600,000 people roughly. Six to eight hundred thousand people that voted for Obama twice and then voted for Donald Trump. Right. It's those people that they would lose. Oh, I sure. think they, I think they would gain. I think they would probably keep them, unless the Democrats would give them someone they can get behind. Which I don't see that happening. Anymore. No, no. And that was the next thing I was going to get to is, it's. I mean, at this point, so we're we're what a couple of weeks from Iowa. Yeah, it's February. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's February. It's right around the corner. Yeah, I think it's. February I mean, is 7th. there is there anyone any anyone so far that's really impressed you? No, no. But I mean, Biden I, looked good in that last debate. I didn't I watch it. I I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I saw the the hubbub between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren about the. I don't even know what why he why she would even bring that up. 
other than just to make it a political issue. Well, that's what she's gonna do. Yeah, I know, but it's just does because she knows she knows at the end of the day she will never win. She won't win the nomination if Bernie Sanders is in the race, right? Because they're always gonna split votes, right? But the um, it's only hurting the party that kind of infighting like that. Yeah, I mean, I understand if you you're gonna have debate and and questions. Yeah, they're just splitting the vote. When they argue like that, well, and making it a, a a gender issue, it feeds into the Republican narrative about political correctness and all that other bullshit. Yeah, it's I I don't agree with the way either one of them really behaved right during the whole exchange. No, I mean, yeah, Bernie didn't handle it any better either. Whether he was lying or calling her a liar, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it just shouldn't have been an issue. It shouldn't have been brought up in the first fucking place. But uh, I don't know. So, yeah, at this point, I I would think somebody would start to kind of step forward outside of Joe Biden. I mean, if the at this point right now, I'd be shocked if the nominee was anyone other than him. Right. And it's almost just because he has history. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing based on his um, his policies. Does he even have policy? Oh, of course he does. He does. I guess the other question is, out of any everyone in the field, who's the most likely to beat Donald Trump at this right. point? Right. I don't know. I don't think any of them can, to be honest with you. Because actually, Trump's numbers have actually gone up slightly. Yeah, a little bit. He got a little boost from the impeachment, as yeah. we all knew he would. Well, I and don't know. The other thing is, I guess once we, once they start getting down to like VPs and things like that, maybe it'll kind of shake out a little bit better. Right. But uh, the the thing I don't like is it's like the Democrats always do these like stupid fucking things. Like the, you got you've got a a clear opportunity here, and they're going to shit the bed. Yeah, because they have been for de- for a decade so, now. Even with even with Obama. Well, here, this is the thing though. Like, do you know who the like? It almost seems like the preordained VP pick is, don't you? No. Stacey Ab- Abrams. Why? Yeah. Because she checks all the boxes. Yeah. She's a female. She's a minority. I'm like, but that's that's the thing that drives me crazy. And it's, I think it's the thing that drives, that's the thing that drives a lot of moderates crazy in the country is, is that it, it far too often for right or wrong, it seems like the Democrats are more interested in the, these like identity politics games than actually finding the best, most qualified person to be the candidate. Well, I think there's too much of a diversity of opinion too on the on the Democratic side. You can't. There's nothing to get behind because everyone's got a varying view on everything. Whereas Republicans, they 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 have that until it comes down to the wire, and then everyone gets behind one yeah. policy. The, you the, got support. But the thing I keep hearing about Stacey Abrams is, and from like multiple sources, I've heard this almost same same story. Well, you know, she's a she's a minority. She's a female. It'll help with um, getting bring bringing votes in Georgia. Votes, yeah, like that's not a, that's not a that's qualification nothing. for no. VP. No, it's not. I want to hear why you're qualified, right? Especially since we're dealing with Joe Biden. He's not a young chicken. There's no reason. I mean, this is true of any president going in. It's even true of Donald Trump. He's in his seventies. 
once you cross that line of 70 and up, you're in borrowed time. Yeah. We're, we all are, you know? So if he, whoever he picks as his VP is more likely to become president because something happens yeah. than Joe Biden was if something had happened to, to Obama. Yeah. It's, but that's the thing that kind of drives me crazy. It's like, look for somebody that's actually qualified for it. Right. And I'm or not, bring and something I, to the and table. I'm not, and I'm not saying that Stacey Abrams isn't qualified. Right. But it, what does but she bring into the table? What does table? she bring into the table yeah. other than she checks a couple of boxes right. and can bring in some minority votes in Georgia? Right. Well, and I think that's part of the problem. I think Democrats for, for, for decades had the minority votes because we had politicians, Democrats, who worked in terms of making life better for minorities. Yeah. I think they forgot to start doing that and just assume they had the minority vote. And now it's become, well, just have minority representation. Yes. And that's all we need. Instead of actually doing things to, to make life to make better. The, for, to make their lives better. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem. Not that the Republicans are, have taken the place. Because no. in many ways they're making life harder for minorities. But if no one's helping you, you just don't go to vote. Yeah. Well, know? that's kind of what happened last time. It is. Yeah, Hillary wasn't bringing anything to the table no, for minorities no. at all. I mean, Bill did to a point, but even he was, I'd say, lackadaisical on 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 how on minority situations. But he did some good things, but I don't think he did, he did enough. He did a lot of bad things too. Exactly, but. and I don't, I don't think he did enough when it came to the good things. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting next month or so, a yeah. couple of months. Kind of see how it all kind of shakes out. I think if Biden does really well in these first couple, it's over. Yeah, but it's gonna, it depends because I granted the polls are not an indicator of anything, but the polls keep kind of fluctuating between all three of them. But what I'm saying though is if of, if, uh, if, he, if he does really well first or second in the first couple of in the um, first couple of states, he's the momentum's gonna kind of get behind him. The money's right. gonna get even more behind him, and and the thing is, I I think you're gonna go into I mean, once once the primaries are all done, I think you're going to go in and still have kind of a split. Bernie Sanders isn't going to get out. He's going to stay until the very end. Right. Bernie's always going to be around that 15% right. that he has been for the past year. Yeah. Which, so it would be very helpful if this time he gave all, all of his support to whoever gets the nomination. They're not kind of half ass it, right? But they're going because he did. He, did, I mean, I wouldn't even say he half ass. He did. He did not give Hillary his support. No, he did it and he said it, but he didn't give yeah. it. But I mean, once you get to the convention, though, if you've got Biden, Sanders, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Right. I mean, I would even go as far as to because I think because I th- I can see a, a, a scenario even worse than 2016. Oh for, yeah, absolutely. for Bernie Sanders supporters if they get all the way there. And then they still feel robbed by the right. process. Well, that's what I mean. He really needs to give his support. And, and I, and I, in, in all fairness, I think the Democratic Party should include him in maybe the decision for a VP. You know, who do you suggest? Where, what policies do you want us to move forward on? Obviously, we kind of know, but you know, we're going to go with Biden. We're going to go with his his policy, his yeah. platform. But what? We want you. We want your input. We want you involved, in order to. Well, you know who you know who his VP pick is. Who Bernie's? Yeah. No. AOC. Oh Jesus! That's what's been. That's what's been thrown around. He takes her. It's over. I know. He cannot. I mean, there's differing polls. They say that he could beat Trump, no problem. There's ones that say that it's kind of 
dead dead nuts. Regardless Others of who the nominee is going to be, it's AOC, close. He picks AOC. Yeah. We might as well not even have a fucking election. Yeah. It's regardless of who the nominee is going to be, it's going to be close. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't really have a personal issue with AOC, and I and I agree with a lot of her policies, but her the way she's gone about her vocalization of her of her platform has yeah. been wrong from the beginning. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So, and that's and it's left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know. It's I think if Bernie would be better off taking Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know if that'd be really any better. <laughs> it would be better than AOC. It would be better than AOC. Yeah. Um, and I, w- I would have even said Warren, but there's two problems with that. One, they don't get along. No. Two, they would never. She would never. She would do never it. do it. And two, we'd be losing two senators. <clears throat> Yeah, we're you know, and then we don't want to risk that. So, but uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be interesting. I think once they kind of start the VP kind of thing starts shaking out a little bit more. Um, you know, that's the other thing with Stacey Abrams. Does Biden really need minority help? He's yes, got the, yes, does he, he does. Yeah, I think he does. Um, not as much as when he can have Barack Obama come and campaign with him. True. Um, and that's de- that's debatable whether or not he would. Uh, I think I he gar- would. I, I think he would. would. I guarantee he but, would. But I mean, he didn't. He didn't for Hillary. But that's a whole other issue. <laughs> um, well, because he I, did a little bit. But I think he was trying to kind of stay out of it a little bit more because he, he was, was still president. He was still president. Well, it didn't stop Bush from Romney or not. I mean, McCain in uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. Bush campaigned quite heavily for McCain. You see how well it helped him. Yeah, but that was a different story. And Bush was politics. To- Bush at that time was toxic. toxic. Exactly. But my point is, is that politics were a different thing then too. Trump has changed everything. Yeah. I mean, everything you thought you knew about the the, the way things work is completely out the window. Yeah. You know, and we can speculate all day long based on precedent. It doesn't matter because yeah. you know we could be shocked and Trump could lose by a huge landslide, but it's not likely. You know, no, it's not. It, there's, it's, but it, that's saying, one thing that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But I'm just saying we're in a in a in a situation in this country where it's difficult to predict anything because everything is different now yeah. and nothing is exactly as it as it was. So predictions become, I mean, nothing. There's no can't put any validity in any no. of these predictions. So, yeah. but uh, I don't know, man. That's uh. Would you like to talk about our topic now that sure. we spent you know a half an hour rambling on about sure. impeachment? Yeah, we're going to a much more cheerful topic. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was being facetious. <laughs> I was being facetious. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but student loan debt used to be dischargeable through bankruptcy, uh-huh. and uh, until nineteen like late seventies, like seventy six, I want to say it was. Prior to that, you, if you, if you went through college and everything, and you you showed a financial hardship, you could discharge your debt. And obviously, since then, it's really been locked down. And almost for and, and I kind of bought into the myths around around this topic because I was the thing I was heard was, oh well, you know, it was, it was, these laws were put in place because you had lawyers and doctors going through medical school going through law school discharging and then the day after they graduate they they file bankruptcy and discharge your debt right uh apparently that's complete bullshit and actually i as of like two or three weeks ago i was even talking about that until i started look doing research for this episode yeah i started looking into more information around 
these laws and while they were put in, there's really no evidence of any of that going on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in, in the hysteria around student loans really kind of started earlier than that. It was like the early to mid seventies. I guess it was if the laws were passed in seventy six. I guess that is kind of the mid seventies. But mm-hmm. so, so a couple of years before that, the groundwork was being laid about these kind of issues, almost creating a hysteria around it. Right. And obviously, neither one of us were alive when this happened. But no, not yet. Not far off, but not well, yet. I guess 70, we definitely weren't college age. The, <laughs> we're, no. no. But uh, by by so by seventy six, you had eighteen percent of student loans were actually in default. So that's a big number. Yeah, but you only had roughly one percent of those actually going through bankruptcy and being discharged. So it's not an issue, right? So I guess the question is, why? Why? Did, why? Well, I would imagine that those lawyers that you're talking about, or not lawyers, but the the lawyers for the banks, the people, the legislation who have vested interest in the banks were the ones creating the hysteria. I mean, it's, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's an old story. It's, I mean, we see it every day. It's, it's the same story about welfare Queens and, and you know, which they're, they're, or, they're sucking or, the system dry or frivolous lawsuits. You know, the, right. the whole, the whole story that everyone points to is the McDonald's hot coffee right. lawsuit, which everyone to this day still jokes about right. not understanding that the lady had third degree, third degree burns, and she was the only thing she was suing for was to get her medical bills covered, yeah. and that McDonald's had literally thousands of complaints over a twenty-year period, a long period. You know they're serving coffee at like one hundred and eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, and in it, it, it wasn't a frivolous lawsuit. the The jury looked at the history of McDonald's, their their disregard for safety mm-hmm. in their coffee and awarded her a huge fucking settlement, which was McDonald's fought and actually had it reduced. So it wasn't, she didn't win like millions and millions of dollars, but that's the, Oh, you know, just spill some coffee on yourself and, and let's sue somebody. It's, right. it's, to this day, it's still a joke. But if you actually know the history behind the lawsuit, it wasn't a fr- frivolous lawsuit, but whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, you're, you no, it, it's, but it's the same thing. I mean, it's relevant because it's all in how it's portrayed yeah. and how it's sold to the people. And like, and like I said, it's, you know, you can go to almost any issue today and see that going up. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Cause they, so they, you, they created this, this boogeyman. Yeah, pretty much. They, they, they rallied around this fake idea, this base, these basic claims mm-hmm. that, uh, that fraud was happening. And now, and then they figured out a way to kind of profit off of it and ensure, especially with the explosion of student loan debt over the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, these people are making money hand or fist. True. Off of it. Now I would say that at the time, like you said, I mean, the statistics are there. You can see, you can see it, but I, I, where this, where we're at now, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with them allowing that to be done now, like well, switching the law back um, to be able to discharge debt. Because well, I think it, we're dealing with a different, <clears throat> I don't want to say different class of people, but we are. Our, the morality of this country is different than it was in the 70s. It, it depends. You know, so I, I think there are reasonable things they can put in place. Right. You know, if you, if you rack up all the student loan debt and, you know, and you say, look, 
you you start you graduate, you start making payments six months after after you graduate, and then you make good faith payments. If you make all your payments for a five year period, mm-hmm. and after that five year period, you can you can actually prove still a financial hardship. Why not be able to discharge that? Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a financial person and you know, I don't have knowledge of how finances work like that, but um I just I just know that we we do live in a society now where I can see it maybe now being taken advantage of potentially. But see, but that's the thing. Any program, any program is always going to be there's always going to be 1 to 3% they're going to take take advantage of the system. Right. When you talk about student loans, student loan debt is now the second largest source of household debt in the United States right. behind behind Actual mortgages. Home yeah, home ownership, yeah. And you know, there's more student loan debt in this country than credit card and auto loan debt. Right. Well, it's a lot harder to get those loans than it is a student loan. Well, yeah, because they're gonna, yeah, they they throw the fucking things at you. Because- yeah, I think I think if they're gonna change the, if they need to change any laws, what they need to do is they need to um, put a cap on interest rates. First of all, I don't think they should be able to charge more than three or four percent for interest rates. A lot of them, that's all they are. Right. Uh, a lot of the student loan. Yeah, but there should be a legal cap on it, and hell, I'd even go as low as two percent uh, legal cap on it. And I think that maybe they should restructure the the policies so that. There's a little bit of responsibility too on the on the student. If you're taking out student loans to to get a you know a, um, with with a, a degree that's obviously not going to necessarily lead to job. Oh, right? I I know people that have you know that graduated basically like gotten, English studies. gotten degrees just because to get one. Right. You know, the, if you have to have a plan, you have to say, look, I'm 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 going to school to do, you know, X. And that's the the financial prospect for that for that degree is why. Yeah, don't then, you know? Don't get a degree in underwater basket weaving. Right. I mean, I didn't even want to use that as an example because that's not even a thing. But there's like <laughs> no, you know like um, liberal liberal arts study, liberal arts degrees, and things like that. Yeah. I mean, you're not going. What are you going to do with them? Right. You know, <clears throat> getting a degree. It's like that joke in uh, in PCU when they're trying. I think it's PCU. No, whatever. Whether they're, they're handing out their these uh, um, essays or these like papers, that's, that's PCU is a PCU like yeah. Sanskrit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, taking a take, getting a degree in Sanskrit yeah. is it's not going to do anything for you. At least it's not going to be financially stable. Yeah, because the, potentially the guy that was there. Uh, touring the university, accidentally pulled the plug, and everyone lost their lost, senior, that's their right, senior yep. thesis. Yep, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, and then they had backup. So yeah, that's um, such a great movie. It is such a good movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, that's what I think of when I think of that. It's like you know, yes, everyone should have the right to go to get to be educated in whatever they want. But if you're going to take out a loan, I think you have to have it's kind of in a sense kind of a collateral well, type of situation. This? How about this? There's there's another way to kind of approach this, and it's like Tennessee's got a is a great example, and it's a Republican run state, fully run by Republicans. Right. They've got free, um, free community college. Mm. If you graduate high school, you can go to community college for free. That's another way to lessen that student loan. Debt. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because even even getting an associate's degree, you're, it's going to be, you know, depending on the school, 
twenty to thirty or forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. The problem is though, does that risk that degree, that two year community college degree? Does it risk that becoming devalued to the point of like a high school diploma is now? It almost is now anyway. You right. figure – so I, I was reading this, something last night. It said that roughly 65% of all jobs in the U.S. economy require some kind of post-high school um, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's already there. But what I'm saying is is that – yeah, but that's post – you know, what we're, what we're talking about is post-high school. But if it becomes free and – you get the same kind of effort put into your two-year degree you're, that you get from kids in high school. You're gonna have. You're always gonna have some people that that do that. But I, but what I'm saying is, I, is it I, devalues I, it over a lot time. Of, a lot of those people are taking that associate's degree and then transferring to a four-year degree, uh, right? Four-year four college. I guess my point is is that our our parents, a high school diploma was enough to get a good. Honest, good-paying job. Or in the case of my parents, not even doing that. Not even doing that. Exactly. My dad didn't get his GED till ten years after he would have graduated. Yeah. Um, good enough diploma. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it is, you know. And he went. He actually took college classes too after yeah. that. But the point is, is that he was able to have a, a, a decent-paying job with no high school diploma. Mm-hmm. You know. What has changed? Why is what is what's changed in our society that? That's not enough anymore. I mean, seriously, legitimately, if you're qualified to do the job, what difference does it make? What what type of de- well, because our because our economy has changed. Our economy has changed dramatically. It has. Dramatically it in the has. Past 40 but years. there's these these men were coming out of out of high school and they were taking factory jobs. Yeah, those jobs aren't here anymore. There aren't true. But there are people who are getting into the utilities. Those jobs are still here. Getting but, into utilities? Uh, uh, getting into utilities now, you still need some kind of post-high school education. But they're Whether still tra- trained. They're tra- willing tra- to trade train. Trade school. It's, it, it's all post-high post school. Perhaps. But um, my point is is that that's how it's expected. But why is it expected? When you can get it's a high school. It's been expected like that for a very, very, very long time. My dad did, does not have any college degree. He retired from AT&T. Okay. Okay. Now, granted. He well, got when I there. say very long time, I'm talking 20 plus years. He, like he, right. He got in there in the 90s. He got into AT&T mm-hmm. after working in a steel mill for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But he got into AT&T with, with no college degree. Some college courses, but no degree. And he was able to do the job just as well as anyone who had a college degree. Mm-hmm. So my point is, are the, is there a requirement for a degree necessary when these companies, for the most part, are willing to train anyway, willing to train on the job? What does the degree really, really mean? And and we see it. We see it all the time. These people come out with these degrees. They don't know shit. They didn't really learn well, the job. They have to learn the job on the, on the job it's, it's anyway. It's different. And I think a lot of times you can see a difference in learning ability. And I don't want to say it quite like that. It's not. And that's true. But if they're not capable, they're just not capable. That's true. Whether they have a degree and, or not. And, but I think you're more likely to get a higher skilled employee having Perhaps. Uh, high having. At least I'm not even saying having an, uh, having a diploma. Right. A lot of places are just looking for some college experience or some trade school, right? To want to get in, and that's and fair. Then, and that's then fair. They'll, and they'll finish. But it. I mean, but, like I said, we see we see a lot of people with degrees, and they're dumber they're dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, well, you know, and that's I, I, I and I'm not a, saying I that a, I see a lot of people that don't go to 
college, college that are the, the exact same. Way. Right. So well, they would have been. I, nothing would have changed. I think that's a societal issue, it, not it a is. school and, issue. And, and, and I'm not. And I'm not trying to downplay education because you know me. I'm. I'm all for education of any kind. You know, move education forward. We are a dumb country. We need more education, if anything. But the funny thing. My is question that, was really just in terms of where we're putting our 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 priorities. But the thing is, so you mention you mention older people, right? They are the the fastest growing demographic of student loan debt. People, baby boomers, Six, sixty plus. Yes, really. Yes, because I mean, I mean, there's no likelihood that they could even pay it off before they die. Today, today, well, actually, the numbers were from last year. There were uh, two point eight million sixty plus Americans. That owed seventy billion dollars in student loan debt, huh? But because they're helping their children and their grandchildren through college. Oh well, the debt, the, the they're taking the loans out, but it's their children who are going to college. Okay. Yes, that okay. But that's still their student loan debt, right? Uh, fair enough. That's still debt owed by. I these, was just thinking, like these people are going back to school, and that is some of the some of it also. Some of it, yeah. Or they have gone. They have to, gone back. It to would school. have to be a smaller, a way smaller number. But you're still talking about 2.8 million people right. that owe 70 million dollars in debt. 70 billion, I think you said. No, 70 million. I said. Oh, I said billion. Nope. 70 million. million doesn't even seem like that much. We're talking about that many people. Oh, I'm sorry. I did say 70 billion. It is yeah, 70 billion. billion. That makes more sense. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. When she when she hit that B word, it's it's uh it's a much different story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because seventy million to two point eight million wouldn't be a whole lot. No, yeah, seventy billion. <laughs> After, I, I mean, it's like out. each person owes what seventy five cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to college for seventy five. Pay that off. My college, my college cost me two bits. But as, but as far <laughs> as like overall debt, as of the end of 2018, you had 44.2 million Americans that owed 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt combined. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But making it easy for people to discharge that isn't going to change anything. It's going to help anything. Well, I mean, you figure it'll help it'll help people not paying paying off the debt, but But the thing is in 2000 what was it 2008, the United States government magically printed off 16 trillion dollars. Right. Well, my so, But we can't do that for 1.5 trillion and just Well, yeah, but, but then but here's the thing: you do that so, now, and then 20 years from now, you have to do it that, again. And that's and, you know? and that's why it's got to be part of the process. It's right. got to be part of the way of, of correcting it. And that's why I said if you take if you, if if you if you get if you just discharge the 1.5 trillion, or at least a majority of it, isn't that what Elizabeth Warren's talking about? Is discharging those, that debt? All, yeah, all but together? then but then what do you do to correct the problem? Right, and that's why I'm saying if you if you if you allow people to discharge student loan debt. After five years of of paying on it, at least making good faith payments on it, and then still being able to show some kind of financial hardship, and then coupling that with free or greatly reduced uh, community college, mm-hmm. I think that would go a long way in in yeah. correcting the problem. Yeah, I would think so. And then, and I wouldn't say discharge all one point five trillion dollars of that. It's got to be means tested somehow. Right. You know, if you're, you know, I guess if you're you know, in the upper one percent or upper tenth of a percent, you're probably not taking out student loans anyway. But there's a, there had to be some way to say, all right, if you're one of Donald Trump's kids 
and you're like, fuck it, I don't want to have to pay for it out of my pocket. I'm just going to rack up all the student loan debt, and then I can discharge it. Right. You know, obviously, that wouldn't be that wouldn't fly. We'd have to put. I'm sure some, they can find a lawyer who can make it work. I know, but that's why I said yeah. there'd have to be some kind of means testing involved right. in 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 discharging that debt. Right. Well, like I said, I think in that, and I think coupling it with with being a bit more uh, scrutinizing what the what the student loans are for what yeah. what what are these classes what are these degrees that these people want to get but you, if if you look at the numbers younger people today are actually going to school at a lower rate than the generation than our before. generation basically gen x yeah cuz gen x, the gen x generation actually owes a majority of the student loan debt right but you figure if you look back at 2008 so that was what 12 years ago mm-hmm. now student yeah. loan debt was Six hundred nineteen billion dollars, and now it's in the trillions. Yeah, and so in in twelve years, it's almost tripled. Right in twelve years. Well, that wouldn't be Generation X, then. that'd be Millennials, racking that debt up. Yeah, remember Millennials come in at like eighty three, and up. So that would be. I mean, we're still pretty close. You, you well, and, that's, I, and speaking, that's why I said, yeah. and that's why I said. Well, it, the I'm talking the young, young Gen Z. Gen is, Z is actually. Starting, they're coming the, up to they're the, the one, college age. They're, they're the ones that are going to college less. Well, they're not quite there yet, are they? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would be Jack's age group. Jack's Gen Z. Millennial runs 83. Well, it depends on what you look at. Between 83 80, is a fair. Between 80 and 83 to what? I say 83 to, I think it's 2000. Is it 2000? I think so. Or late 90s anyway. Yeah. Um, and then after that's Gen Z, and yeah. I think that goes to like 2010. I, I, I found a breakdown by generation. Yeah. I should. I should. And there's varying there's varying groups as we're, as we're pointing out, but either way, it doesn't really either matter, way. But it, uh, it's it's just an astonishing number in twelve years. It is. It is. But I think that there's some predatory loaning going on too. You know, like higher interest rates that make it impossible to pay these debts there off. Is. And then they get they get so. Um, backlogged and the, the i'm talking about the students themselves where you're paying um well they were talking to this one girl on the news the other morning she paid off her debt and like she did some major like basically i'm going to eat like leaves and, and <laughs> do nothing but eat and sleep or, or work and sleep for the for the next four years maybe that's what i should do eat some leaves <laughs> i mean that she gave up everything like yeah. n- nothing she basically was working and paying off her loan. Yeah. And she got it paid off, and it was like $215,000. She was a lawyer. Yeah. She got a law degree. But what's, what instigated her behavior, and, I, and I'm not suggesting that for anybody. There's no reason anyone should be living just to pay off a fucking debt. Yeah. That's well, not that's not living. I don't care if it is only for four years. That's hey, not Ian, fucking living. You're always going to be living to pay off a debt. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I don't have any debt right now. I'm about to have debt because I need to buy a new car, but- I don't. As of right now, I don't have any debt. But what I'm saying though is, it's either going to be a car or a house, house. or credit cards right. or some. There's, well, I, I take always, that back. I still owe $150 on my computer. That's that's go. the extent of debt that I have. So there you go. You're living to pay on debt. <laughs> but I'm not. I keep I forgetting about it. Until good job. It's like, oh, the bills due. Got to pay it. Anyway, um, where was I going? Oh, anyway, so she she looked at her first year paying off her debt. She had paid twenty four thousand dollars towards her debt. Yeah, only four thousand of that went to her principal. Yeah, exactly. So twenty thousand of that was all just towards interest. Yeah, that's a and, really and, shitty fucking loan. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it, that's that's another thing. It's there's some we got to look at those issues too. 
predatory lending because well, there's no that's way. That's been an issue for a long time. I understand regardless. that, but I mean, if we're looking at this as a as a problem, you can't just go for. There's no magic wand. No, is what I was my right, whole kind of point right. to it, and it's not it's not just one or two steps. There's multiple layers yes. that, that have to be addressed, addressed before you can get to that point of being able to discharge after the five year period that you're yeah, talking. Yeah. About, but what I'm but you, you know what that gets me to though, right? What's that? It's never going to fucking happen. Well, of course not. Because look who's in power. Yeah. Well, regardless who's in power, if there's a multi... I'm not saying... I wasn't specifically speaking of parties. I'm talking about just all of them in general. Yes. All of them. They're all in the pockets of somebody that's yes. never going to happen. So. I don't know. It's uh, it, it's it's definitely like a, a multi-pronged Absolutely. issue. Absolutely. So that's why it's, that's why I said nothing's going to happen. That's it's, why we need to take over everything. You and I could probably get... You it, know, we, could, we could probably get this shit taken Ian, care of. Ian, I've said it for... Probably close to thirty years now. If they would just like make me king, yeah, they don't even make you king. Just I'd have to, I'd have to be king. I, I I'm not. You're not going to ever be my king. So I'm just going. I'm just letting you know that. So you either have to have me as an equal, and I'll because, help you out. Here's the thing, though, or it's not going to happen. Because if you're, because I'll stab you in your throat before I let <laughs> you be my king. <laughs> you got to be king, or you're not going to be able to get anything done. Well, the last Donald, Donald Trump feels the same way. The last, like, I don't know. 12 years have kind of proven that. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But it's definitely a scary thing for, I I mean, you know, you've got children. You're going to want to have to go to college. You're going to want to be able to get good paying jobs. Fuck. I've got a shitload of student loan debt. My wife's got a shitload. I mean, my wife's got a lot more than I do, but. Yeah. Well. So when the kids move out, you sell the house, you you buy a camper. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I live in a camper in the woods. Yeah. The van down by the river. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to go there because. Oh. Right. Well, I'd live in a van down by the river. Actually, if I could be comfortable and have as a, as a 40 year old, actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> Just live off the land yeah, and, you know? Nice. Yeah. Shit. It was a joke when I was a kid. Well, I mean, that's all I got, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're not going to solve. We could solve it if they'd let us. But yeah, if they'd let us. But we're not going to. With how about just like putting some reasonable, reasonable steps? You don't yeah. even need to like do anything drastic. Just like start working towards something. Right. That's kind of like what. That's what the Affordable Care Act was. Working towards something. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to be a magic bullet. No. And sure as hell wasn't anything really. No. Because half of the half of the governing body was going to, you know extinguish it anyway yeah pretty much that's they a couldn't, whole they couldn't vote thing. against it they couldn't get it voted out so what they did was they sabotaged it that's uh that'll be on a a different episode of life of journal yeah well we've talked <laughs> about it before it's been on, on on our it's been a topic before we've it? It. oh yeah i'm sure we have but uh we actually we have got an episode coming up in the next month I think we're, we're going to talk about healthcare and all that kind of hmm. stuff too. So we'll, I'm sure we'll touch more on it at, at that. Absolutely. Um, but I have nothing else to add since you're. I know that's where you're about to add. Yeah, I'm going to wrap the, wrap the <laughs> show up. That's good. That's a good thing. As I try to fix my mic, my broke mic here. I, I have to turn towards my computer to to look at it. My mic does not want to follow me now. Um, yeah. So any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeandtrailpodcast uh, we're on Twitter at LIG Pod, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. Uh, check us out on Spotify. We're actually getting a lot of plays on Spotify lately, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. 
YouTube of the use. The yeah, yeah, we're definitely we're on YouTube. Well, you know what the funny thing is I didn't make it all the way through my list at the beginning of the show. You know that? No, you didn't? No, because I said iTunes and then we started talking about Apple. Apple <laughs> and like you know, got drifted into like wow. friends and <laughs> our tangents are getting really bad. <laughs> Last an entire show. Yeah. Um so yeah, check us out on the you can go on Spotify and, and, and follow us and follow us on Podbean. Leave us a review on Apple. Um six star review. Five star review. Six yeah. six star. Fucking dumbass. Um setting your bar too low there. Right? <laughs> go for gold. <laughs> all right, but that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's it. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Playing my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you two covers, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Now they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Now they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the car, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, and I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God, nigga, this Molly got me up and rolling. These bodies of water. Bottles. We must at the party to have